Welcome to Ideas Into Reality, a podcast to inspire everyone to take action to turn their ideas into reality. No matter what experience they have, where they live, or who they think they are right now. Each week, we introduce you to a founder that has taken their tiny flicker of an idea and done what it takes to bring it to reality. We also take a few minutes to dig into the how of some of the key lessons those founders have learned on their journey so that you can feel more confident in what to actually do as you start to take action on your idea. Ideas into Reality is hosted and produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba. So we'll be talking to founders from our local community here in regional Queensland, as well as some of the interesting folk that we have met during our travels around the globe. As you heard, Ideas into Reality is produced by the team behind Canvas Coworking. We know that everyone has different needs. So here at Canvas Coworking, we've created a range of extra services for our members to access if and when they need them. Perhaps you work from home, but you don't want everyone to know where you live. Our virtual office address is an option to use our address as your address. Do you want to create a prototype of a new device or perhaps repair an item rather than throw it away? We have a makerspace on site with tools and equipment like soldering irons, drills, a sewing machine, 3D printers and a laser cutter to make or fix a whole lot of stuff. And we believe learning is essential and sharing is kind. Our library is full of books and resources which have been gifted or loaned to share with others. And we provide a full library of recordings of our learning events via our website for members to access at a time that suits them. You can find out more about these extra services via our website, canvascoworking.com.au. We are so fortunate to have female founders from all across Queensland join us for the Flare Incubator, including today's guest, Kate Pearce. Based in the North Queensland city of Townsville, Kate has the furthest to travel, yet that has only spurred her on even more to make sure that she gets as much value from the program as possible. On her mission to make healthy eating the norm for kids, Kate has developed the Healthy Little Eaters game and animation as the first steps to making a positive impact to the nutrition of kids and parents all around the world. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Kate. I'm looking forward to our conversation. So we'll kick off by just getting you to tell us a little bit about yourself and Healthy Little Eaters. Sure. Thanks for having me, Joy. Uh, yeah, so my name's Kate Pierce, and I am the creator of um, a children's game called Healthy Little Eaters. My background uh, is a registered nurse when I worked throughout South Australia and I worked throughout um, the UK. And I then had two children of my own and I realised that, you know, there's a big problem at the moment and kids just aren't eating enough fruits and vegetables. You know, I, I witnessed the struggles in the hospitals of educators and healthcare providers trying to teach these children you know teachers and especially especially mums that I was, I was a lot around all the time and that there was all these struggles so I sort of I incorporated my knowledge as a nurse and my um, absolute passion which is preventative and more natural health 
And I came up with this concept that I named Healthy Little Eaters. And what it does is it teaches children at an incredibly young age about the importance of healthy eating. So children learn about their bodies, they learn about different fruits and vegetables and how they target and help support that body and that body part. So it's a really fun, simple game that really the, the ultimate thing is to teach children why and really empower them to make healthy food choices. So that's why I did it. Fabulous. And you mentioned that you're a nurse, but did you have your own children at that stage or where where were you at? What was sort of going on when you decided I'm going to make a game to do like to solve this? Yeah, sure. So I was a nurse pre-children, obviously. I did work a little bit um, as a nurse with my child, but when I got um, home from working in uh, the UK as a nurse, I was crook, you know, I wasn't looking after myself properly. There would have been a bit of stress going on and I was just living a really unhealthy lifestyle and life kicked me in the butt. And, um, you know, I was on a few different medications. I was only 24 and I had this real strong medical background. And so I went down the medical path of these, um, you know, professionals trying to sort me out and fix me. And from what I learned in that journey is there's no quick fix um, in life. And so when they sort of threw their hand up and said, look, there's nothing we can do, just stay on these medications and that's pretty much it, I was kind of forced to go down this rabbit hole of, in a sense, natural healing and how we can use food to um, heal ourselves and different different techniques and things like that. So I had this, this um, newfound sort of knowledge in my, in my mind and then I went on to have, have children And it just dawned on me that I really wanted to teach my kids as young as possible about this information that I had so that they didn't have to go through, you know, the undoing, the negative effects of an unhealthy diet that myself and so many other sort of young adults and even adults do in their life. I wanted to save them that time. And I thought to myself, I wish there was a game that I could buy that would teach my children this. And I remember once, I remember so clearly I was in a shower and I just had this, this idea just came into my head that you need to create this. And I was like, oh, all right, I, I can do this. So that, that's when I, I knew this concept about these sort of ancient um, healing techniques um, or knowledge more so about the power of foods. And I thought, well, I can put that into a game um, and that can educate my children really young, but more so it can educate a lot more children. So I guess that's a bit more of a background, really where it came from in the path of healing myself. I wanted to pass that information on to my kids and all other kids. And it's kind of sad, I guess, at the moment, like a, the how advanced we are with technologies and all these different types of things, that that knowledge has actually been lost in in many ways. And bringing it back, and as you said, to teach other adults, like other parents themselves to also then be able to teach their children it's um you kind of wonder where we went wrong but we know that there's lots of lots of reasons for that but it's really great to hear that you're able to uh, have a, a solution that works not only for your own children but something that you can share with others and other parents can learn from as well as help their children which I think is a really wonderful solution so so you're in the shower you have an idea for a game You get out of the shower. (laughs) Then what did you do? Like, how did you actually start to make this a real thing? So I first, I went straight, straight ahead as I do. I started, I sat down on my computer and I'm like, I knew the concept, I knew the idea. And I started creating the images myself, you know, cutting, pasting Google images and different things. And I spent weeks on this, like weeks, nights and, you know, with two young kids. Anyway, I spent ages on it. One day my computer happened to just crash. And the only file though 
that couldn't be recovered was this one I was working on, this Healthy Little Eaters. And I was like, oh, my God, that's it, all this time that I've wasted. And I pretty much threw my hand up and said, that's it, I'm done. And anyway, I, and this was back when I was living in Adelaide. Anyway, I moved to um, Townsville with my family up to, up to North Queensland. And I was driving past this printing company for some reason and the idea just went straight back in my head, you should try this again. And so I went, oh, all right. So I went in there, had a little chat, and I realised I wasn't supposed to be doing these graphics. I needed a proper graphic designer to do this. So, But, but I didn't know that at the time. It wasn't until I just, you know, listened to a bit of intuition and saw this printing company and they were the one that said, no, 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 you need a graphic designer. So I ended up going to a, uh, two designers just in uh, Townsville City and pretty much told them my idea, told them my concept. They both were really keen to jump on and do it and then I, I worked out which one sort of suited me best and I pretty much just crossed my fingers and, and went with this guy. And that's when he just brought the concept of what I had in my mind to life. Whether it's luck, whether it's more than that, I'm not sure, but he nailed it. So so I did have a little bit of a process of I had to start. Starting was the first thing and I tried to do it myself. That didn't work, so then I keep, kept pushing on until I found this designer. Through there, someone else then said to me, all right, without it, a printing company, it was way too costly to do it um, in Australia um, and I just didn't know where to turn from there. But um, someone then passed me on to a website from there, I clicked through and I've just found some printing companies and um, I, sent, I sent it on to them. Again, a lot of it was just crossing my fingers. I, it really was. I didn't have any knowledge in this area. I did draw on the, um, the advice of others um, quite a bit, but at the end of the day, I just, had to, I just had to go for it. But the result in the end worked out amazing, so I'm super happy. And it's, it is such a beautiful product and obviously, as you said, you were able to communicate with that graphic designer. What was in your head to the point that he could he could actually create it for you, which was really astounding to get that on what's effectively your first go of interacting with someone else on that. Did you think at that point in time that this would become a business for you or was it just something that you were thinking, I want it I want it, you know, maybe for myself and, and some friends or something, but did you think this is actually going to become more than than just a passing fancy well I kind of in a sense I knew that what I was creating there was nothing around like it I knew how important it was and although I did want it for my children originally I did have this underlying just thought that this can actually be quite big if I if I can do it properly um, and again I didn't know where to start or what to do but yeah I really did that I really did think that it, it could be quite big and I have hit so many obstacles along the way, but it, it is slowly getting there and that, then that comes down to the not giving up factor. So in a sense, I did sort of create it for my kids, but there was this underlying thought that if I do this properly, it can actually reach, you know, millions of kids and help them. At that point, I imagine as a nurse, you wouldn't have been taught anything about business and, and how to think about the budget of it or how to think about the marketing of it or anything like that. So when it come to actually then having this product that you designed and had the designer make it and you were looking for companies to print it, at what point did you go, I need to learn how to how to do this business stuff to go with it? Like yeah. when did that come to play? <laughs> that came really, really late and much to my when I look back on it, I didn't do that. I didn't do it well at all. I wasted a lot of money. There was advice that people were giving giving me and whether I just wasn't ready for it yet, 
I wasn't, I'm not too sure, but I did, I did waste a lot of money on marketing because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and I did waste a lot of different resources. Um, somehow it always kept, every time I went to give up though, something else would make it happen and it would make it work. But if I was doing it again, I would have probably learnt that a bit, a bit more at the start. But for my journey, it didn't happen. And I just went, I just went guns in. I borrowed some money off the the family, and um, I just kept hitting it and hitting it. But now, with the knowledge I know, uh, much different story. And what I would pass on to the advice of others. But I think that's everyone's individual journey. Um, at the at the same time, whether you do it very well and you're very business minded at the start, uh, or whether you don't have a clue what you're doing and just jump in, uh, that was certainly me. That was certainly my case. So so even now, I'm learning ridiculous amount of things that I probably should have had in place that would have made my life a lot easier but for me that wasn't my journey um so yeah we're we're all unique and we try to avoid that horrible s word of should because it never helps anybody even in hindsight the the fact that you acknowledge though that maybe some people tried to help you or tried to give you that advice but you weren't ready to hear it I think that's something that a lot of us tend to kind of push to the side and go, oh, I wish I'd known this earlier and and ignore the fact that maybe someone did actually try and tell me, but I just wasn't necessarily ready to hear it or didn't realise why it was important. So the fact that that's in, in your mind is a really good thing. Now, I imagine for going forward when you are faced with, you know, new challenges and new opportunities and people are trying to help you that you can listen and, and still decide for yourself what you're going to do, but recognizing the fact that maybe there's things that you still don't know. So I imagine that that's oh my gosh, a big bit. definitely. I've had to even apologize to some people uh, recently after doing this amazing uh, flare incubator course with you, Joy. I've actually sat down and reflected on the past and been like, man, they really tried to help me back then. And I, I, I just put it down to not being ready, not being open-minded, I guess, not knowing that that advice was correct, thinking I had it all right. And I had to learn a few lessons. To be honest, I actually think I had to learn a few important life lessons before I could become um, successful in a sense. So definitely, I've, I just had that conversation with with someone else um, just the other day and I actually apologised to them saying, look, you, you were steering me on the right path two years ago. Didn't listen. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> so I'm very much aware of it. That's right. I think we all have those moments where we go, oh, yeah, maybe someone did tell me that, but either I didn't get it or, or I wasn't ready. So that's right. You're ready when you're ready. And, and for you, that's now. And obviously, you mentioned Flair. We're really excited to have you in the program and we're grateful that you come come to the sessions with such an open mind and such an open heart and willing to to learn and share your experiences along the way, which is is really great. So... If you're thinking to some of those things that you maybe did do where it cost a lot of money or a lot of time unnecessarily in hindsight, what were some of those? Like what are some of those sort of roadblocks or, or potholes that you've come along along your journey that in, in hindsight you'd go, oh, I would have done that differently had I known? My biggest one, and that is honestly something that I've learned through the Flare Incubator course, is asking for help. I really thought that I could do this on my own 
and I've learned that you've got to ask for what you want. And that was something, whether I was not confident within myself, I didn't know which direction I was going. For some reason, I, I never asked and I tried to do absolutely every single thing on my own and it, and it just didn't work. You know, people people encouraged me to apply for different grants back then and I, I would have been like, oh, no, I don't need a grant. I can do this myself and I can find the money. And I, I made it a lot harder for myself, definitely. So, so in that sense, um, yeah, I would have definitely listened more to the advice of others and applied for grants and more so just asked for what I needed, asked to ask for help. That's been a really big takeaway for me. And I'm very happy to hear that because we're <laughs> constantly pushing, as you know. <laughs> it's like, tell us what you want, tell us what you need and, and ask people for what, what it is that you want. They might not be able to help you, but much better to know that you've asked and the answer was no, then always wonder um, or, or never get what you need because you just don't ask for it. So I'm glad that that message is sinking in. That's good. <laughs> now, obviously you have such a beautiful product and it is obviously very valuable for the, the parents and the educators and the people who purchase it and to use with their children and, and the kids love it as well. So what are you most proud of in what you've done so far? most proud of I guess it's that I've haven't given up to a degree I did it I had the product developed to create it I had it in my hands and I knew it was I knew it was a beautiful product and I knew it would be very successful but as I said I hit so many obstacles um, but I, I guess I'm proud that I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing which has led me to the point where I'm at I'm at with you now, Joy, and um, I have sold over 800 games, so I'm proud of doing that on, on my own um, as well. I probably could have done better by now, but the reality is that's the reality. So I would say that I'm most proud for not giving up, and I think that's when I think that's as an entrepreneur, that's probably one of the biggest things you need um, is that drive um, and motivation to keep going even when you don't want to. And, that, and that's where I was getting at. And to be honest, just before I was accepted into this um, into this beautiful program of yours, I um, I had given – I'm not given up, but I, I had a break. I had a much-needed break from the trying and the trying. And sometimes I think life's got better, bigger plans for you anyway. And so it was perfect timing um, for me. But that, that's probably what I'm most proud of at this point is, is that I haven't given up and, and it's paid off. Persistence and resilience. I think the the two things that every entrepreneur needs is is the courage to keep going, and even when things don't work, the the willingness to try again. So yeah, and and having a break is a good thing. Sometimes we just need that. It's not that we're quitting. We're just taking some time out to reflect and and reevaluate where we're at and whether this is actually something that's still important for us. And, and something we want to pursue and put our time and energy into and, and having that break and recognising that and then going, yep, I'm ready to go again is is a really good thing. So so well done for doing that and, and recognising the fact and obviously applying for the program and, and convincing us that you want to join and we're loving having you. Now, you've sold over 800 of your game already, which is a fantastic outcome and particularly when you are a solo founder and, and you're working on it on your own. Coming into the program, you obviously have an aspiration for what it is that you want to do and where you want to take this. So do you want to share a little bit around what is that next stage of this journey looking like for you? Where do you want to go and, and what do you want to achieve? 
Well, I really want to see um, the game and uh, not so much even just the game, but I, I want to build the Healthy Little Eaters brand. I want to almost create like a bit of a new culture for kids where healthy eating is cool, healthy eating is the in thing. So I really want to develop the brand, bring out further resources, books, and even potentially turn it into a, you know, an animation series, a TV show, and just hit, hit, hit the international market with it, um, turning it into different languages as well. I've had so many people suggest that to me, and it's time I, I actually just have to do it. So I, I see it more as this game has been the start for healthy little eaters, and then just to bring, just to build a, sort of a big, a big, a new culture for our new generation um, around it. And I think that's what Flair really can do for me. You guys, you know, already helping me tap into the UK market and different things. So I'd love it to see it to see it in the education system throughout, you know, the UK, the US, um, Australia. And also developing just the Healthy Little Eaters brand that, you know, kids can sort of become a part of, you know, feel included and, and just um, start to really honour their bodies, really, and just learn. I think I think a lot of, a lot of it just purely comes down to lack of education um, with, with healthy eating, you know, and with the parents and that as well. So if I can create a really cool brand that kids, you know, want to be a part of, that, that's where I see it going. Yeah. Perfect. I think something we hear every now and again, which is really sad is where a child is aware of what's good for them, what makes them feel good inside, what makes them have energy and and they might take something to school for lunch that's different to their peers and and get pushed back and and you know made fun of for having something that's that's different even though it is the healthy choice and I think what you're doing will hopefully encourage that shift in either acceptability or just the non like it being a non-issue to have a healthy lunch like it's not like oh I have a healthy lunch it's like I have lunch of course it's good for me like you know that's just what it should be so I I think that yeah that culture shift is something that um, would be great to to have you influencing there so yeah we we look forward to seeing what you can do now You've mentioned your journey is your journey and it started the way it started and it evolved the way it evolved and you've learned a lot of lessons along the way. But if you're sitting down with someone else who goes, hey, Kate, I've got this idea for this thing and I've, I've watched what you've done and what do you think I should do with this idea that I have? What would be your advice to someone who has an idea? My advice would be just to start. I'd have to, I'd have to admit that I am a little bit of a perfectionist and, I, you know, I wanted my website perfect. I wanted um, different things perfect before I would start. Uh, and so my advice would be just start. Don't, don't worry about the little details too much. Listen to the advice of others. Really do. Don't think you know it all at the start. Really take on board the advice of others. Uh, you can still work out whether you want to take that advice and you can gather up is, is, is more than one person telling me the same thing. Uh, I think that's really important, just going for it, but really listening to the advice of others who's done it, who have done it before, that would have saved me a lot of time. Yeah, and just just make that start, go in and start talking to people because that person will then know someone else. That's exactly what happened on my journey. I didn't know who to speak to, but that person happened to know someone else who happened to know someone else. And when you're really passionate about something and you, you really want to make it happen, I, I do believe in there's life universe kind of helps us helps us along the way too so it's a matter of trusting it really is trusting and um there's going to be a lot of discomfort involved 
and that that has to happen that's part of flushing out you know negativity within our body and you know old belief systems and different things there's a huge part that comes up when you start a business it's not just about business it's personal growth on all levels and I think um, you just have to push through the discomfort because there's going to be things you don't want to do and uh just because something's not working out doesn't mean it's right. It's just something you have, some things you have to grow and push through. Great advice. I think we can sit on an idea. We can sit on something and and wonder what will happen and think of all the, the good things that could happen or the negative things that could happen. But until you actually start, you have no idea what's going to happen. And even when you think you know, you still will probably be wrong. But as you said, you can ask somebody and they might not know the answer, but that's okay as well. But they might be able to point you in the right direction or introduce you to someone who might know someone who can help and and that network of people. And I mean, I'm not sure about you, it, it probably is the same, but it's very rare that I will ask somebody for help and they will flat out refuse. Like usually they're like, oh, I I wish I could help you, but I actually don't know that either. So maybe you should talk to this person or, or maybe they go, oh yeah, like I do that every day in my day job. I can help you with that. It's no problem where to me, it's like, oh my goodness, it's this huge thing that I know nothing about. And I think it's going to take me forever and cost me a million dollars. And they're like, nah, it'll take like an hour and it'll cost five bucks. So I know, funny, (laughs) love it. (laughs) It's all all context. So yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I've definitely found that what we're afraid of deep down is our feelings. We're such afraid of rejection. And, you know, the feelings that come up with the, with the no, and you do get no sometimes and different things. Um, but it's working through those feelings as well. That's all we're, we're mostly ever afraid of is ourself um, and what comes up. So, yeah, it's funny that you say that, definitely. Yeah. And, and we're deep down, we're all the same. Like we all really the same. Are, we're all the same. <laughs> and I, I work with entrepreneurs all around the world and we are all the same. Like it doesn't matter. And and even though this program, like Flair, is a, a female-led Program. I also run a, an accelerator program for people with startups in the mining sector. And for the couple of years that we've been running it, we've only had one woman participate and all the rest have been guys. But their issues are exactly the same. Like it's not just a female thing. They're just so, <laughs> so much funny. the same. So, yeah. It's, yeah, everyone feels it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Totally. All right. Now, people might be going... Hmm, healthy little eaters. It's a game. It's an animation. There's a bit of information on a website that I can check out. If they want to find it, where can they find it? Sure. So my website is um, healthylittleeatersgame.com. There's some more information um, all about the game and how it's played. And there's a video on there explaining more about it. Uh, So it can be found on on that website um, as well. Uh, if people are interested to check it out, there's a free ebook on there with different tips and, you know, hints and recipes for, for children as well. So that's really cool. So healthylittleeatersgame.com. Dot com. That's exactly right. Wonderful. Yeah. And on social media as well? Yeah. yeah on Facebook. Um, again, it's Healthy Little Eaters Game on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also um, on LinkedIn to connect in on there. Great. To purchase the game, they can purchase through the website, but are they also available in some stores? Yes, uh, they're available in stores, um, obviously up in Townsville where I live. They're in the sort of um, the organic shops up here, Family Life Organic and Sprout. They're also down in South Australia as I have connections down there in like learning and toy stores. 
but that, that's that's actually another place you know I really want to take the game further is get it into sort of the bigger department stores throughout Australia where people can go and pick it up as well. So moving forward then, uh, people can check it out online, but if someone's listening and they think, oh, I'd like to help, I think this is a really good thing for kids to have, a good thing for families, how can someone help you? What do you need? So, um, so yeah, so how can, how can someone help you if they're listening and they'd really love to be able to help you advance this, this great initiative? Uh, what I would absolutely love help with um, right now is help with um, I actually to be in this flare incubator program in Toowoomba. I am required to travel from Townsville to Toowoomba five times between uh, between now and the end of the year. I have made one trip already, and I am really seeking funds helping to fund this. The, the flight costs are, are ridiculous. I could go to Bali for a return flight from Townsville to Toowoomba. So they're estimated about. Um, about $3,000 all up. So I do have a crowdfunding um, campaign. Many thanks to Smart Precinct in the, in the Townsville city that they're sort of supporting me with helping the development of this. So I do have a crowdfunding campaign uh, on my website. So if you can personally or you know of anyone who can kindly um, contribute um, to the costs, it would be so appreciative and it means that I will definite, definitely be able to um, make, make it to flare the other than getting you here, because obviously we definitely want that as well, and to help you out financially to be able to be here at all of the the remainder of the program, uh, what else are you needing to make Healthy Little Eaters create an impact as big as you want it to be? I'm looking for what I want to do is I want to help mothers who are struggling with their children who are fussy eaters so I am trying to get this game into the hands of as many children as I possibly can. So to, to share to share this website or to share this game with, with say, parents that are struggling or with kindergarten teachers that, that are trying to teach health in, in kindies or schools, in primary schools, if you could share share the link to the website, would be would be absolutely amazing. And it's really, it's really to get this game into the hands of as many kids um, as I can and build, build big awareness around it currently. Wonderful. I think that for those listening as well, you might be going, mm, my children are grown up or maybe I don't have kids who are fussy eaters. Uh, the game can obviously be helpful there, but it also makes a really lovely gift. Like it really is a beautiful product. And I think if you're, you know, if you're going, ah, oh, I, I want to help more people, um, you know, buy one or buy a couple and give them to your local kindergarten or your local preschool where they can use them and all of those kids can get that impact and parents might see them as well. But otherwise, you know, Christmas is literally around the corner. It is less than 100 days till Christmas. Um, so I think it would make a perfect gift for anyone who has children, really, fussy eaters or not, is, is a really good thing. So keep that in mind for your gift-giving suggestions. Yeah, that's a really great idea. I have had a lot of um, grandmas and grandparents buy it as a game to keep at their house um, as well and, and to gift it on. So, that, yeah, that, that is a really good point, Joy. Um, it is a really, really great gift. Very good. Now, was there anything else that you wanted to share with us today, Kate, before we wrap up our conversation? I believe that that is all. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Joy. I really, really appreciate it. I look forward to my journey and to, to be listening to the um, the other guests that you have on and hear their journey as well. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for the future and what, what we're all going to create. 
Me too. I am so, yeah, so pleased that Flair has come together and we've got such a lovely cohort of which you're an integral member and, yeah, wonderful to have you on board and look forward to seeing what you and the others can do. Thank you so much, Joy. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Ideas Into Reality episode. And we hope that you enjoyed learning about our founder's journey and got a couple of takeaways from the lesson learned that will help end the flames of your idea. Assuming you did, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app and let your friends know too. They might just be sitting on an idea that you do not even know about yet. You can find out more about Canvas Coworking and Startup Toowoomba by visiting our websites, canvascoworking.com.au and startuptoowoomba.com.au or finding us on pretty much any social media platform. My name is Joy Taylor and I'd like to thank you for joining me on this journey and I look forward to introducing you to our next guest in our next episode.